Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Kodo's Cinema. That's right. Kodo's Cinema is back. And today, we're going to do my top 10 favorite movie trilogies of all time. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Now, uh, just to be clear, uh, I am only only doing uh, movies based on trilogies, meaning like there are going to be three movies in a trilogy. Now, now I am not including fourth installments, unless they fall into a certain category of a prequel trilogy, a sequel trilogy, or any type of trilogy. And, uh, And fourth installments will be another day, okay? Sounds sounds pretty sounds pretty good. Okay, we'll be going on going on at number ten. We're gonna start off at number ten. Okay, all right. I'm pretty sure some of you guys um, may f- figure what number ten is gonna be about. All right, here we go. I'm gonna start right now. All right, number ten, the Star Wars prequel trilogy. Okay, I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of criticism for this for including. Uh, a couple of prequel trilogies on this list. Now, just to be fair, I don't have anything against prequel trilogies, and I never did. I consider uh, the prequel trilogies to be pretty good, even though they tend to have a few duds. Now, Star Wars prequel trilogy is a perfect example of a prequel trilogy. And I'm going to start. All right, so basically, Star- the Star Wars prequels, prequel trilogies includes episodes 1 through 3, and they are basically... The- the prequels of the original Star Wars trilogy. And with episode one, episode one is considered to be the least favorite of, of the Star Wars franchise. Despite being a fourth installment, it still serves as a, uh, as a first installment for the prequel trilogy. And while, yes, episode one may be the weakest, but I, I, I do enjoy episode one, and it's got some good action sequences, including the final lightsaber battle between... Uh, Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and, and Qui-Gon Jinn, even though, yes, Jar Jar Binks and Anakin Skywalker are considered to be the lowest points of the film. And while Episode 2 serves a, a slight improvement with Hayden Christensen as uh, Anakin Skywalker, including the setup of the Clone Wars, but Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, is considered to be the best of the prequel trilogies, completing completing the the prequel trilogies while setting up episode 4 a new hope in the original Star Wars trilogy. Now, now all three three episodes are directed by George Lucas, including which they are written, but but hey, hey, the action sequences, the musical score by John Williams, character and the characters are all great. I I really enjoyed the Star Wars prequel trilogies despite the flaws that it has. And that's why it's at my number 10. All right, moving forward. Number nine, The Hobbit Trilogy. So just like the Star Wars prequel trilogies, The Hobbit Trilogy is basically based on one, one book. And one book, and with the one book, for some of you guys may not know, now this, uh, w- now this one book is divided into three movies, which is kind of like, kind of get losing people's minds when it, when it comes to like making prequel trilogies based off of one book. Now, I really, really do enjoy the Hobbit trilogy, and that's why it's considered to be my uh, one of my favorite prequel trilogies. Now, to be fair, this is the last of the prequel trilogies that I'm doing. 
because uh, later on in the list is going to be just going to be original trilogies. All right, continuing on. Now, The Hobbit, starting with the first Hobbit film. Now, actually, scratch that. Uh, now, The Hobbit is basically about a hobbit named Bilbo Baggins who goes on a quest with Gandalf and a company of 13 dwarves led by Thorn Oakenshield to reclaim the homeland of Erebor and the Lonely Mountain from the dragon Smog while being pursued by orcs. Now that's basically the point, that's basically the, the general idea of what the movie is, the entire trilogy is about. Now, now, like I said, it's divided into three movies. So basically the first Hobbit movie called The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, it does open up with Bilbo Baggins beginning his journey with the 13 dwarves to head over to, to the Lonely Mountain, or should I say Erebor. While the first film, they did pursue orcs, goblins, wargs, and elves, and 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 they did it. They actually did a pretty good job with this movie while setting up the the idea of what the first uh, first Hobbit movie is going to be about. Now, moving forward, the second Hobbit movie, The Desolation of Smog, which is basically which is basically a continuation of the Hobbit trilogy. It continues on with the dwarves going on their adventure while being pursued by orcs including their, their leader, Ozog the Defiler, as well as uh, being pursued by uh, the elves in the Mirkwood Woods. Now, this one's actually interesting to f- interesting because, like, one of the... El- because uh, the elves have been uh, enemies with the dwarves for a very long time, and that's what... And the, the Hobbit trilogy does uh, connect something between, be- between the dwarves and elves as enemies. Now, moving forward, uh, they did... Uh, Enter Erebor while being pers- while, while facing off against the dragon Smog, which is being voiced, and and doing motion motion capture performance by Benedict Cumberbatch. And um, and the dragon itself is, re- is very intimi- intimidating and cool cool and man an amazing villain to have in the Hobbit trilogy, with with a with a cliffhanger with a cliffhanger that leaves audiences on the edge of their seats, which literally, which literally got me surprised. That actually sets up the third Hobbit movie, The Battle of the Five Armies, which literally ends the Hobbit trilogy with a huge battle. Not just a, not just a battle between Smog, which uh, uh, spoiler alert in the opening of the of the third Hobbit movie, he gets killed by Bard the Bowman. For those of you who have read the book. Uh, uh, Bard is Bard the Bowman's the one who kills uh, Smog with the the Black Arrow. Now continuing forward, like there is a huge battle in the movie between uh, the men, elves, dwarves, orcs, and and eagles. Now yes, there's there's basically more armies in there, but overall overall uh, it does have a, a nice conclusion because. Because like it literally sets up the Lord of the Rings. Not to mention, I forgot to mention the One Ring, which was basically one of the key plot points that literally sets up the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And that's why the Hobbit trilogy is considered to be one of my favorites of my top ten favorite movie trilogies. Now I'm gonna move forward. All right, number eight, the Marvel's Thor trilogy. The superhero genre has no shortage of of standalone standalone trilogies, and Thor is no exception. That's right. Now, uh, the first uh, Thor movie came out in 2011, which literally does uh, set up for future Marvel movies. Now, uh, Chris Hemsworth plays plays 
the Thor, the God of, thun God of Thunder. And uh, to be fair, fair, though, I really enjoy the first Thor movie. It literally does set the tone. Now, I know a lot of people have said, like, the tone's, tone's basically different. It did, it did take a Shakespearean direction, which, uh, fun fact, it's directed by Kenneth Bran Branagh. And, uh, and basically, the first Thor movie is basically kind of like, a, like a, sh a Shakespearean tale. And it does a very good job while, while, while also setting up, setting up future films. Now, now it did had, had, had his fair share of moments. And, uh, and his, and his uh, br brother, Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, is the villain in, the, in this movie, which I think does a very, he did a very good job. Did, did a very good job, good job portraying Loki. And now, and then, and then it sets up the Avenger, the Avenger movies, which he literally was the main villain. Loki was the main villain in the first Avengers movie. Okay, continuing on, uh, uh, in the second Thor movie, yes, uh, the second Thor movie is considered to be the weakest, one of the weakest MC Marvel Cinematic Universe movies of all of all time. Now, it's not saying that. Uh, now, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. No, it's actually a pretty good movie despite its flaws and. Yes, the, and yes, and we had an unforgettable villain in Thor: The Dark World, but I really do enjoy it. Because do enjoy Thor: The Dark World because of the action sequences and visual effects, especially the final battle where they're going, where Thor and Malekith are going through the portals, and I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool of how their final battle was set up, and the third Thor film. Uh, literally, literally sets up in Avengers: Infinity War. Now, the third Thor movie was had a different tone, and it felt more lighthearted and comedy since the third Thor movie was directed by Taika Waititi, who also played Korg, one of the one of the new characters in the third Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Now, uh, now I really do enjoy Thor Ragnarok because uh, because not only does it set up Avengers: Infinity War, but but literally, but literally, the plot itself was literally very good. They literally set the plot pretty good by inserting the Rag the Thor, no, wait, the Ragnarok plot, while also putting in the Hulk planet, the Planet Hulk storyline, with its villain Hela, played by Kate Blanchett. She she literally stole stole the show by playing an by playing an excellent villain, the go the goddess of death. And literally, literally, everything, everything about Thor three was literally ama amazing, from the casting to the writing to the plot. Like everything is very, everything in that movie was pretty good. And that's my uh, conclusion of the Thor trilogy. All right, moving forward, number seven, Toy Story trilogy. Uh, all right, just like the superhero superhero genre, uh, the animation the animation genre has no no shortage of its fair share of trilogies and. And especially with Disney, Disney and Pixar. Now, this Toy Story is one of Pixar's greatest animated films of all time. Started with the first Toy Story movie that came out in 1995. Fun fact: uh, uh, one of the writers uh, for uh, Toy Story was uh, was Josh Whedon, who co-wrote the Toy uh, the first Toy Story movie. Who also went on to direct the the first two Avengers movie. Now, Toy Story Toy Story was was literally a, a great animated mo movie of all time literally uh, the voice casting of tom hanks and tim allen was was amazing amazing literally amazing like the first movie describes a what what a toy being an actual toy and being real life really is and the second movie continues with that with 
with uh, Woody, and be- Woody being uh, kidnapped by Al, who was a uh, toy toy store owner of Al's toy toy barn or toy farm or something. I think it's called Al's Toy Barn. Or barn, yes. And it literally continues with and it literally continues with the friendship between Woody and Buzz while meeting up with new with new character new characters. And the third and uh, continue on the third film that came out in two thousand. Uh, 10? Yes, 2010. Toy Story 3 came out in 2010, literally set completing the trilogy on a high note while while setting while um, while knowing while learning learn the meaning of what it means to be uh, to to be a toy to be there for your kid as well. Well, even though they did end up going to Sunnyside like in the beginning and ending up being uh, donated to a new owner, it's still it's still a light-hearted and a good movie. Good movie in Toy Story three and literally um, the trilogy. And I feel like the trilogy itself was was very good. It literally ended on a high note after Toy Story three. Even though uh, even though uh, Toy Story four came out this year, I still consider the first three Toy Story movies to be an amazing trilogy for Disney and Pixar. All right, and that's why it's considered to be one of my favorite trilogies at number seven. All right, moving forward. Number six, Back to the Future. All right, guys, we are going Back to the Future. That's right, the Back to the Future trilogy starting all the way in 1985. All right, 1985 was the first Back to the Future movie, which was directed by Robert Zemeckis, with star power of Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd as Marty McFly and Dr. Emmett Brown. Now, the first Back to the Future trilogy is considered to be a classic among many moviegoers and sci-fi fiction sci-fi fans. Now, uh, and the, now I know the the second film kind of dipped a little bit, but it still delivered plenty of visual visuals, actions, and the chemistry between between my, Michael J. Fox and and Doctor Emmett no uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd as Mario McFly and Doctor Emmett Brown and literally, literally everything everything is really good in that trilogy. Now continuing forward with the third. Back to the Future movie taking place in the Old West, ending the trilogy on a on an amazing, epic, and high note. High note, and literally, what I like about Back to the the Back to the Future trilogy is the memorable characters, the musical score by John. No, not oh no, sorry. Uh, the musical s- score by Alan Silvestri. Literally, the most memorable part of the film is when uh, Marty McFly and Biff Tannen go go at it like. Like each Back to the Future movie, Biff Tannen and Marty McFly, Marty McFly literally go at it with each other. Man, that's literally one of the best like best moments in the films, especially the time, especially the flying DeLorean, including Christopher Lloyd's Doctor Emmett Brown's moments in there. And that's why I, that's why uh, Back to the Future is considered to be my number six of favorite top ten movie trilogies of all time. All right, moving forward, number five, The Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight trilogy is considered to be one of the greatest superhero trilogies of all time. Spoiler alert, this will not be the last. And the Dark Knight trilogy is directed by by filmmaker by legendary filmmaker Christopher Nolan, who lit, who directed all three Dark Knight movies. Now, the first uh, first uh, movie, uh, Batman Begins, which is basically the first installment of the Dark Knight trilogy, Kicks off, kicks off the trilogy with with a different tone, orange story, and uh, and uh, literally, literally restarting the whole Batman Batman franchise after the dis- 
Disappointment, which is uh, Batman and Robin back in 1997. But the Dark Knight trilogy literally, literally set the tone for future superhero movies. And uh, speaking of which, the Dark Knight is considered to be the one of the greatest superhero movies of all all time because because of the tone itself as well as the direction by Christopher Nolan including Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker his performance was literally the most memorable part of the film and uh, and to which he won an Oscar for best supporting actor including the Oscar for best uh, for I think it was one of the sound sound effects that he won for yeah I think that's what it was yeah and then uh, continuing and concluding with the trilogy is The Dark Knight Rises, which literally concludes The Dark Knight trilogy. Bane was, was, another, was another amazing villain. Tom Hardy plays Bane. He did an amazing job in that movie, in that movie as, as, the, as the villain. And I, and I thought the conclusion, to the, the conclusion to The Dark Knight trilogy was, was great. Like, the, like, the move, like the move, all three movies in general, from the direction to the casting performance, characters, the musical score by Hans Zimmer, literally amazing, and that's why I consider it to be the top, to be the Dark Knight, to be the Dark Knight trilogy, to be the top five trilogies on my list. All right, moving forward, number four, the Despicable Me trilogy. Now, uh, the, the, the Despicable Me trilogy, which is another animated film like Toy Story, but uh, but uh, in a different, but by a different studio, studio which is by Universal, the, the Despicable Me trilogy is a trilogy of the minions and including the, their leader, Gru, voiced by Steve Carell. Now, I really loved the Toy Story, no, not Toy Story, uh, the Despicable Me trilogy because not just the animation, but the characters, including the voice acting, and I really enjoyed their sequels. Their, sequel, their sequels are literally amazing. I thought the third one was also pretty good, too. They had, uh, uh, one of the, they had Trey, Park, Trey Parker from... South Park to play uh, Balthazar Brat in the third Despicable Me movie, and I thought uh, he was a great villain in Despicable Me. Despicable Me, and while the first Despicable Me movie had uh, Vector voiced by J- Jason Segal, C- and the second be- second villain uh, El Macho being voiced by uh, ben- Benjamin, I think I'm saying this right, Benjamin Benjamin Brat Brat. Yeah, I think I, I believe that's how I'm saying it correctly. Yeah. I really love of how like it's between like how Gru became a villain but later transitioned to being a good guy for for their da- for his, his adopted daughters throughout the trilogy and while everything and everything about this despicable despicable me is good in general I and I really really enjoy the premise plot characters everything about it about despicable me despicable me is great and that's why it's considered to be my number 4 and my top 10 favorite trilogies. All right, moving forward to the top three. Number three, Captain America trilogy. Okay, uh, last of the superhero trilogies, I promise. The Captain America trilogy is, is literally one of the greatest uh, MCU standalone trilogies of all time. Now, that's that's just my, uh, my thought. Now, starting with the first Captain America movie, it literally takes place during World War II where Captain America goes up against uh, the organization Hydra which was led by by Johann Schmidt aka the Red Skull and, and and the Captain America the first Captain America movie literally sets up 
the the first Avengers film while also setting up future Captain America movies, which uh, includes The Winter Soldier and Civil War. Now, now I feel like uh, I feel like it, the trilogy for Captain America is great. It's is literally great because of the fact of how the tone of each Captain America movie sets 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 up basically. Basically, in the second one, in the second Captain America movie, it the tone is dark, like literally dark, like you, like you're like watching a spy thrill, thriller movie. Not to mention the plot twist where Shield is actually Hydra all along, including uh, Captain America's friend Bucky Barnes is the Winter Soldier. W- continuing with the third Captain America movie, Civil War, which is literally. Captain America going up against like the Avengers all out, where the Avengers are going up against each other. With that film, Captain America: Civil War, literally sets the tone, and for future Marvel movies, because the Avengers were literally divided in thir- in the third Captain America movie, and that's like literally what I like about the Captain America trilogy is basically the the tone, the tone characters. And Chris Evans' performance as Captain America is literally um, a- amazing, literally amazing performance. All right, moving forward. Number two, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I am there and back again. That's right. I went from number nine, the Hobbit trilogy, to the Lord, Lord of the Rings. That is right. Number number two is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And now, now I literally grew up watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy back in high school. Like literally, I really, really enjoy the Lord, Lord, Lord of the Rings because, because, uh, because of, of the memorable char- characters, which includes Frodo Baggins, Gandalf the Grey, um, Legol- Legolas, uh, Samwise, Samwise Gamgee, Pippin, Merry, many characters, many great characters, even Gol- even Gol- even Gollum, including including the performances of El- Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Andy Serkis, Kate Blanchett. Uh, uh, Orlando, Blo- Orlando Bloom, so many others, so many, many, gr- so many stars in that in that trilogy alone. Literally, amazing to have amazing all star cast, especially in the musical score by Howard Howard Shore, the art direction, visual effects, the story itself. Like literally, all three movies: the the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, the the Return of the King, all based off of of their books. Like literally, the th- three books. Three books and three movies. A literally amazing, amazing. With the Return of the King winning the the Oscar for Best Picture as well as other as other nominees, winning eleven Academy Awards. That is literally a record break. A literally a record breaking streak for the Lord of the, for the third Lord of the Rings movies, and that's why the Lord of the Rings trilogy is considered to be my my favorite in the top two trilogy. My favorites in the top two for top ten favorite trilogies of all time. All right, number one, the original Star Wars trilogy. Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was the original Star Wars trilogy. By taking the top spot is the trilogy that literally kicks kickstarted kickstarted an ama- an amazing franchise for generation of fans. And wow, we can agree the original trilogy of Star Wars is literally the me- most 
literally considered to be the most memorable and best trilogies of all time. In my opinion, it's it's considered to be my number one. And while and while we can agree the special editions of the original trilogies are different, but there's no denying that the original is considered to be be the best. With uh, with Star Wars, aka uh, Episode Four: New Hope, literally introducing us to Darth Vader, capturing uh, Princess Leia with Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Obi Wan Kenobi rescuing the princess in in the first Star Wars movie. With Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back setting the tone, including an amazing twist where Darth Vader is revealed to be Luke Skywalker's father. And, of course, Return of the Jedi, Jedi, and ending the original trilogy, defeating the Empire. Now, basically, now basically uh, what I like about the, Star War- the original Star Wars trilogy is the characters, including the performances of Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison, For- Harrison Ford as Han Solo, who later went on to do Indiana Jones, uh, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, uh, uh, Alec Guinness. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Alec, Alec Guinness as Obi Wan Kenobi, and include and James Earl Jones as Darth Vader, the voice of Darth Vader. Man, man, a literally amazing. Including John Williams's musical score for all three Star Wars movies, with with George Lucas directing the original Star Wars movie, while other directors did take over for the for the sequels. I literally find it amazing of how how the original Star Wars trilogy was brought to life in an exciting way and it's set in a galaxy far, far away with amazing visuals, art direction, like I said, musical score, characters, everything that I like about the original Star Wars trilogy. And that's why it's is considered to be my number one in my top ten favorite movie trilogies of all time. All right, and there you have it. There you have it, my uh, my top ten favorite movie trilogies of all time. What do you what do you think? You think I could have uh, added any more original trilogies? Well, there could have been could have been more. I mean, this list I had was a huge competition for trilogies. I mean, there was so much more to add in for uh, to make a top ten favorite movie trilogy. But anyway, this is just basically the top ten that I had. It's just basically my favorites in my opinion so so anyway that's it for today thank you for tuning in to kodo's cinema and i will see you see you all later have a good have a good monday afternoon and have a great great week to all of you to all to everyone at eiu including out including outside of eiu have a good have a good have a good monday afternoon and have a great week